0: All right, well, everyone who has watched the news recently, and this is uh, for those around the world, I'm sure it's been on the screens of South Africa, and Jen has been able to see that even as she's on our screen today, uh, knows that our country, the United States, is presently in a very serious crisis. Uh, Spirits of fear and deception and rebellion and anarchy are coming against this great country. And all that we stand for as the leader in the free world is being attacked right now. Our principles, our values, our morals, our history, and lies and deception have invaded our educational system. Kids that believed in God and biblical values today are being taught a value system that opposes the Bible and rejects absolute truth. This is happening all across America. And unfortunately or fortunately, the eyes of the world are upon us today. But more than that, the eyes of heaven are upon us in these days. Now, Jesus warned us that days like this will come prior to his return to the earth. When he comes to establish his kingdom on this planet. So I want us to just turn to the words of Jesus in beginning to talk to his disciples in Matthew chapter 24, Matthew chapter 24, in verses 1 to 5. Janet, if you have that scripture, could you read that for us? Matthew 24, verses 1 through 5.
1: Okay, it says, then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many.
0: Thank you, Janet. Wow, what powerful words. Uh, The disciples really wanted to know about end time events, and that seems to be very popular over, actually over the last 40, 30, 20 years. uh, the whole element of end time scenario has been so um, interesting to many believers and even non-believers wanting to know the signs of the times and the coming of, of the Lord. Of course, there's there's such a, uh, a despairing aspect of believing in scriptures altogether that is growing that they don't believe that there is a Messiah or that he'll ever be turned to the earth. But I, I love how when Jesus is questioned by his disciples, the first thing that he warned them about was deception. He said, be very careful that no one deceives you. And already we're seeing that there are false Christs, false prophets, false apostles, false politicians, false and fake news that is dominating and deceiving masses of people. Not just in the church, but deception around the whole world. And it's kind of sobering that Jesus did not say that some will be deceived. What does Jesus say in this verse? He says, many will be deceived. Many. Now that should put a holy fear of God in us. Deception was a major concern for the first century church. And it was addressed in almost every New Testament letter. So it needs to be addressed today. And especially as it's increasing in these days prior to Jesus' second coming. So I really appreciate also that the Apostle Paul, back in his day, this is almost 2,000 years ago, he also had this burden to write to the church almost the exact same thing. Now turn with me, if you would, to 1 Timothy chapter 4.
2: 1 Timothy chapter 4, Paul is imparting his heart to one of his key disciples, Timothy.
0: And he's sharing with Timothy something so powerful that we can learn and glean from it today. 1 Timothy 4, verse 1, he says, Now. When? Now. Now. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Now, beloved, we first need to be totally aware that none of us, none of us is beyond deception. So we Should be wise to build safeguards into our lives as to how we can avoid being deceived now, in these days, and in light of the future where deception is only going to become more popular, and those who are not deceived will be the standouts. So, I want to give you just three solid safeguards against deception, three simple safeguards against deception. So, I want you to write these down.
2: Number one, the number one safeguard, the first safeguard, is to know the truth. Know the truth.
0: If if deception is based in lies, truth is based in freedom. Hosea 4, verse 6, in the first part of verse 6 says, My people are perishing for lack of knowledge. We do not know the truth. And the more we do not know the truth, the more open we are to deception. You know, I think it's interesting that people that are working in the U.S. Treasury Department, where they make our money, they can easily detect a counterfeit bill simply by how it feels. Because both the $50 bill and the $100 bills are printed on very rare paper. So what did they do? They studied the true bills, those true notes, to detect the counterfeit ones. And in the same way, we need to handle the word of God regularly so that we can detect counterfeit teaching. We've got to study the truth so that we can recognize error. And friends, it's not enough just to read our Bible occasionally or to hear a sermon just once a week. We need to be like the Bereans in Paul's day. They didn't just accept his word, but they searched the scriptures
2: daily to find out whether these things were true. Acts 17, 11. You know, a
0: wonderful brother who was the founder of the International House of Prayer, 24-7 prayer house movement in Kansas City, wonderful brother by the name of mike bickle i really liked the statement that he made so much so that we wrote it down he said we must know what god says or we will embrace what the world is telling us we must know what god says or we'll embrace what the world is telling us now the spirit of the world today is telling this and telling the whole world that killing babies in the womb is not wrong. That homosexuality is something to be celebrated. And that determining your own gender is a matter of personal choice. We must not believe what the spirit of the world is saying. We have to know what the truth says. We need to know the truth. And we need to fully believe in the truth, not in the words of men. The words of God are going to last forever, eternity. The words of men will only last for a short while. And the less time that you and I spend with the truth,
2: the easier it is for us to believe lies. So the first safeguard is simply know
0: the truth know the truth. Simple second safeguard is to love the truth. Knowing the truth and loving the truth can be different things. We need to love the truth. I like what Paul writes in 2 Thessalonians
2: chapter 2. In 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 9 through 12, Paul writes, the coming of the lawless one
0: is according to the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who are perishing because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who do not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. What the world is seeing of what is taking place today in Seattle, Washington, is an expression of lawlessness. The desire to completely remove the system of law and order is lawlessness. And this is why it is so critical. Who would have ever have thought a year ago that an entire police department in a section of one of our major cities would be taken over by domestic terrorists of saying, we are the new law. It's, it's absolutely astounding that this is happening. So these are signs that the lawless one is on his way and already the fruit of lawless activity is coming to the earth and amazingly enough it's starting in america you don't see police departments being overrun in south africa or mozambique or germany
2: or switzerland or japan it's happening right here this is why we are a stage to the to the world now
0: those who do not believe and love the truth as jesus said and as paul reemphasized but instead choose the pleasures of unrighteousness they are wide open to deception they reject the truth that could save them and are given over to strong delusion the scripture says we live in a generation that by and large has rejected the concept that there is absolute truth that's what the bible is this is the only um plumb line of truth in the universe. It is what God says. That's the truth. But people have rejected absolute truth today. Now truth has been reduced to relativism. What I believe is true and what you believe is true. You can live your truth and I'll live my truth and happily ever after. It doesn't work that way. Without absolute truth, there is chaos. And we're beginning to see the first
2: fruit signs of it. Okay. I just, I'm hearing
0: the Lord say, you need to love the truth. I think what was so precious to me in my, um, in the first church after I had gotten saved and um, it was led into a, a wonderful church where the pastor so loved the scriptures He would take his Bible and he would just have it next to his chest. He would do this while he was preaching. You could just see he had such a love for the word. And I was so drawn and so encouraged by that love for the truth that he had.
2: But it really is an expression that we love the written word because it reveals the living word. Jesus.
0: And we cannot love Jesus without loving his word. And friends, the truth is that when persecution comes, a person that only has head knowledge of the Bible might quickly deny its truth in order to save his life. But one who loves the word, who loves the word, believes the word, cherishes the word, will give his life for it and for its author. Psalm 119. It's, it's probably among my most favorite chapter for about 10 to 15 years. It was my favorite chapter in all the Bible. I got so much encouragement. I was so uplifted every time I would read Psalm 119. Because in it, you hear of the love relationship that the King of Israel had with the written Word of God. One do to just listen? And if you have a pen or pencil, you can just write down the reference of these verses. I thought they were so precious. I want you to listen to just several of these expressions where you can hear the deep love and appreciation for God's holy written word by this amazing man whom the writer of Acts, Luke, tells us he's a man after God's heart who would do all of God's will, King David. Psalm 119, verse 14. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. Verse 35, make me walk along the path of your commands, for that is where my happiness is found. Verses 48 and 49, and I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. My hands also will lift up your commandments, which I love and I will meditate on your statutes. Are you getting the picture? This is a man who so loves the word of God, and in that he found a place of great freedom. Verse 97, oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day long. Not just for 15 minutes in the morning. He had his word come and be brought to him all throughout the day. When he was out in the field shepherding the sheep, he'd sing the scriptures. He loved it. He memorized the word. He meditated. How shall a young man keep his way pure? Verse 10, by meditating upon thy word. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Verse 103, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. In verse 162 nearing the end of the psalm i rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure <laughs> oh that's so beautiful you know if we don't have this kind of passion for the scriptures i want to encourage you today ask god
2: for that passion ask god for a love For his word that he has. Lord, make us like King David, who loved your word so deeply, so tenderly.
0: It was his plumb line of his life. Ask God for it. We don't have because we don't ask. Think about it for a moment. When was the last time that you
2: asked God, by his spirit, to give you a greater love for the written word of God? Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. The less time you and I spend with the truth in God's word, the easier it is to believe a lie. The third safeguard. We already have know the truth,
0: love the truth. Well, truth is not gonna be lacking in the third safeguard because it's
2: the truth that saves us. The safeguard is live the truth. Know the truth, love the truth, live the truth. James 1.22 says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving
0: yourselves. We are open to deception even if we sit in a church pew and hear the word, but do not live it. If we do not act on what we hear, we
2: are deceived. We are deceived. That's what the scripture says. If we do not live what we know to be the truth,
0: we end up deceiving ourselves. That's what it says. It is a
2: self-deception. Not from the outside, but our own heart deceives us. Knowing the truth alone is not enough. We need to obey the truth. God often
0: told his Jewish people, hear my voice and obey.
2: I want you to listen to God's heart and the prophet Jeremiah. Chapter 7, verse 23, he writes,
0: This is what I told them, says the Lord. Obey me, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. Do everything as I
2: say, and all will be well with you. But then there's verse 24. That was God speaking
0: in verse 23 of Jeremiah 7. Verse 24, he says, but my people
2: would not listen to me. They kept doing whatever they
0: wanted, following the stubborn desires of their evil hearts. They went backward instead of forward it's in obeying god's commands that we can earn the right to really be called friends of jesus i say that because jesus himself said in john
2: 14:15 if you love me keep my commandments and in the previous
0: verse that was john 14:15 but now john and in john 15:14 excuse me, in the next chapter, he says, you are my friends if you do what I command you to do. So friendship with Jesus is hinged on
2: obedience. If we obey what he says from his perspective, that's my friend. That's my friend. That's my friend. The determining factor in true friendship with our King is our obedience to what His Word tells us to do. Okay, some safeguards against deception are knowing, loving, and living the truth. And lastly, we really need to embrace all that God has
0: in the person of truth, the Lord Jesus. He's the embodiment of truth. Truth is not just a doctrine it's not just a piece of paper it's not even just a belief system the essence of truth
2: is a person jesus said i am the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the father but by me i believe that the closer
0: we are to Jesus and the more powerful his word, his eternal word is dwelling within us, the better we will recognize lies when we see them or hear them in fake news, fake teaching, deceptive doctrines, words in the spirit of the world, and all deception that's
2: only on the increase in our day. So in summary, we must handle the word of God often, just as they do in
0: the treasury department to be able to discern the counterfeit. We need to ask God to give us an ongoing love for his word. I wanna love the word of God more tomorrow than I do today. I wanna have an ongoing love relationship with his word, because his word is true from the beginning, and his word is made flesh
2: in the person of Jesus. And we need to really live the truth, not just hear and
0: continue to live our lives the same. We need to live the truth and then to tell the truth, and then to put our trust and confidence in the person of truth, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's the simple exhortation that I had to be able to share with you today, and and I, and I want to just pray into that. So would you bow your hearts in prayer with me? Oh, Holy Spirit, I want to pray,
2: Spirit of Truth, uh, Spirit of Truth, to the Living God. Oh God, I pray that you would protect each of us, from deception in these last days.
0: Holy Father, would you please answer the prayer that Jesus prayed in in John 17, 17, that you will sanctify those that have put their confidence and trust in Jesus. You will sanctify them. You'll sanctify us in and by and with your truth. I pray that you'd give us a love for your truth like King David had. And even more than how King David loved your word. But Lord, he expresses it in such an anointing way that you allowed his expression to be the written word of God. Give us a love that surpasses every other love for God and all that you say. Jesus, we want to know you, the living truth. We want to know you more personally. We want to know you more intimately. And we want to know the written word of truth to have it confront every lie that we have believed in the past and give us for protection from the lies that we'll hear in the
3: future.
4: Yay, Lynn, you're not
0: unmuted. You're not muted. You're all Lord, just muted me. Glory no, be oh, she oh, just unmuted. Lord, I, I, I just uh, even for divine interruptions or or mistakes by man, Lord, it's not going to interrupt a communion with God. Father, I, I, I really pray that you would release to your whole church, capital C. In these days, the powerful gift of the spirit of discerning of spirits. Lord, we need that gift to know what spirit is speaking, what spirit is motivating
2: this statement or this doctrine or this action. Is it the human spirit? Is it the evil spirit? Or is it the Holy Spirit? Lord, I pray that we
0: would be discerning sons and daughters in these days so that we would not be deceived, so that we would be able with one heart, one mouth,
2: one faith to glorify the one Lord, the one Savior, Jesus, our Messiah. So, Lord, I just give you all honor and praise today.
0: And I pray that this word of the safeguards against deception would become more alive in me. More secure in me and more secure in my brothers and sisters.
2: So that we might be true and faithful. Till the end. And I ask this to the glory of God expressed in Jesus. Amen. Amen.
4: Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Well, I think it would be wise for us to pray. Uh, the state of Washington really needs our prayers, uh, especially uh, the elected officials in Washington. Uh, the president has made it very clear that if the city officials do not take action, he will. He will not allow anarchy. Uh, just like any, we wouldn't allow if any foreign power came in and took a portion of our city and said, "This is an autonomous zone. This is no longer." The United States no, any 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 nation, I don't care where it is. If this took place in Vera in, uh, uh, Mozambique, the, they would not allow that rebellion to take place. This is uncalled for, and the whole world recognize it as, as an act of rebellion. So let's pray let's start off by praying for the leadership in the state of Washington and, and in Seattle in particular that they would really rise up to this occasion and that the spirit of truth would would prevail over the deception that's happening in this time. So if you can unmute yourself when you come to pray, that would be great. And then uh, uh, re-mute yourself after you've uh, finished praying. Janet, anything in your heart do you want to say before we have this time of prayer?
1: No, I, I think as, as long as we're all just seeking the Lord and if as you feel led to pray, just... Pray um, clearly. Uh, keep it concise in case others want to pray, and we'll just uh, try to pray the heart and the mind of God. I'm sure we could all think of many ways we should pray, but we need to know how does the Lord want us to pray into this. And of course, He He clearly says in the Word, "Pray for the peace of your city, so that you can all dwell in peace." So we need to pray that the Prince of Peace. Jesus uh, reigns over all of our cities as well as over Seattle. There's uh, protests everywhere. We've had defaming a property here in Laco and there have been a few protests. And we we need the we need we need peace, we need revival. Um, we need to know how to bridge the racial gaps and the political gaps and the things people are crying out about. We need to know how to deal with that. And a lot of the answers in the hands of the church. So we start out by praying, and then whatever action the Lord gives us, we need to walk in that and be grateful.
0: And l- let me just add I, I think it's so strategic uh, prayers that come out of Waco, Texas. Uh, we saw a cult uh, many years ago um, that had its own doctrine, that had its own uh, takeover, uh, and our government response was lethal and uh, it left a, a deep wound and a scar in our nation. Uh, the wisdom that is needed, that this doesn't become a bloodbath. Um, and there, there, we, the mind of Christ is needed to how to be able to diffuse this situation. Who are the people that need to be involved to bring about the, uh, the, the proper negotiation, to be able to lay the arms down, and that there would be a, a peaceful surrender rather than uh, the way that uh, the Branch Davidians had their mindset through their leadership. So Lord, first I want to pray for uh, the leadership of uh, uh, of this rebellious movement. I, I want to pray for uh, the leaders of Antifa. I want to pray for the leaders of Black Lives Matter. Lord, I want to pray that you would save them. Uh, you have commanded us to pray for those in authority and Lord, our our default is to immediately go toward those that we respect, those that we love and we honor. But Lord, even those that we don't honor, if they're in a place of authority, you want us to pray for them. And we pray, Almighty God, that you could hear our hearts and that you could reach down from heaven and turn these rebellious hearts, these hearts that are in, in shaking their fist toward God. Lord, you love them. They're created in your image and likeness. Yes, they've gone astray. Yes, they've gone down a path of rebellion, but you love them. You love them. You died for them, Jesus. And I want to pray that you would rescue them from their deception. I pray that the spirit of truth would penetrate the hard hearts that have been deceived. That truth would prevail and logic and reason would come to their minds rather than this whole new ideology that has come to them god spirit of truth penetrate break through the walls of deception pierce the darkness and allow the light and truth to shine psalm 43 send forth your light and your truth and let them lead them and lord if there's a breakthrough of your spirit, there will be a peaceful solution to this. And Lord, that's what we're crying out for today. Bring this to pass to the glory of your name, I, I ask today, Lord. Amen. Father, I'd like to not as the world talks about peace,
4: but
2: as you are our Lord, I just pray, Lord, that your Holy
3: Spirit would hover over Seattle Washington, Lord. Lord, I just ask you to show us what we personally need to do to understand Black America. We have not been where they are. Give us a heart to want to understand and to treat people right and to respect and do it. And Lord, cause a revival to sweep over this land because revival causes change and it causes uh, love and grace and peace. Lord, I praise this in Jesus' name. Amen.
5: Lord, I just pray for the church in Seattle and Washington and wherever these riots are taking over, especially in large cities. Father, we ask for the church to arise. And Lord, we know that there are in many places that is happening. We just don't see it on the news. But uh, Lord, we just ask that you would give creative ideas, inspiration, Lord, to pastors and it doesn't even have to start at the top, Lord. Just anyone, uh, can s- just one person can start uh, by, by prayer in public places or uh, an offering to clean up. But Lord, being a visible presence in society, in the midst of the violence. And so, Lord, we just thank you. For those that have taken those steps, and we just ask, Lord, that they will that that because of their efforts, you will pour out your peace and order in the name of Jesus.
6: Lord, we ask you. Jesus' name, to bring repentance to the people in Antifa and the Chaz movement in Seattle, uh, Washington, and Lord, for all over this nation where there is wickedness, I ask you to bring repentance, bow the knee to you, Lord, to you, Lord God and to turn to you with all their heart and soul and mind and strength, and to come to love you. Lord, I ask you to let a spirit of wisdom and revelation come upon them. Reveal to them the deception that they are walking in, Lord. Wake them up, Father, from this um, horror that they are living in, and show them I ask you for this for all of walking in the word, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Father, I just want to pray for Hollywood. God, they're just shoving homosexuality down our throats, even through the commercials, Father. So I just come against that by the power of the name and the power of the blood of Jesus, that that they will not even know how to make the next commercial. That a confusion will come upon their minds. I don't even have a clue who's doing the commercials, but Father, they're just so uh, offensive. So I just pray the power of the blood and the power of the name. The name that's above every name that is named. And that includes homosexuality in the name of Jesus. I
1: want to pray into Psalm 147, verse 3. It says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Behind a lot of this anger and hatred is deep hurt, generational hurt. So I want to pray about that. Lord, we're so grateful that you're not limited by time or space, that Jesus did the same yesterday, today, and forever, and you can heal today what was wounded and damaged five years ago, 10 years ago, 30 years ago, 100 years ago. Lord, there are generations of deep hurt and pain and anger and frustration in our people here especially our people of color, and Lord, I ask, would you go to the deepest places in their hearts and in their souls? Would you heal the pain there? Lord, would you bind up their wounds and heal every area where they have been um, rejected, where they've been overlooked, hurt, physically damaged, abused in any way? Lord, I'm asking that you would be the healer. You would be the one who lifts up their head and gives them peace and joy in their hearts many of these have have known you in the past and they've been um, railroaded some other direction lord would you call them back to yourself would you heal our black brothers and sisters would you release salvation into the many tens hundreds of thousands of people lord that are hurting right now over all this lord i some of it is They so desperately wanna be recognized and they so want equality. And so Lord, I pray for that. I pray for true godly recognition and I pray for equality. And I pray for those that have been fatherless, that have gone so far astray because they've had no biological godly father in the home to show them the way to live, the way to go. Would you put it in the hearts of your men in this nation to be spiritual dads to these young men that so need a spiritual father, a regular father, would you heal the damage of fatherlessness in our nation? In Jesus' name,
3: Jenny, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you.
3: Uh, could we? There's something I'm really concerned about. I wish that you or Robin would pray. Uh, I'm really concerned about this rally that. Uh, President Trump is going to have the 19th of June. Uh, I don't want that to turn into a bloodbath or a riot or a, any kind of chaos. Or uh, Could we pray about that? Um,
1: yeah, we could. Does, does anyone feel anointed to lead out in prayer for that? What? I'm just asking if anyone on the Zoom call would like to lead us in prayer for that. Oh, okay. Elvira, are you gonna pray? Uh,
6: do you want
3: you're me to? Do you, do you
1: Elvira, you're muted.
3: Oh, I need to I need to move that.
1: Bear, you're still muted. <laughs> you know technology.
6: Okay. Uh-huh. I am not familiar with what Gaylene mentioned on the 19th, so I really don't feel equipped to pray uh, powerfully on that. So maybe somebody else would like to take over. I'll be willing to pray over something else.
1: Yeah, I think it's mainly just that there will be peace throughout the rally and it won't incite more rebellion and reaction and riot. I'm happy to pray into it.
0: What is the rally for? I know, actually the, haven't heard about having, it. You know, we're in an election year. Uh, so, uh, you know, both uh, former Vice President Biden uh, and uh, President Trump, you know, they're they're, they're doing campaign rallies. Uh, let's just pray for protection over all of them. That there wouldn't be a release of, uh, of, of a crazy person, that security forces would be able to bring the protection. So, Lord... We, we lift up this gathering on the 19th. We lift up all the different gatherings that are going to be happening uh, in states across the country uh, in regards to uh, preparation for this strategic, absolutely significant election in November uh, to determine the, the president uh, and administration of the United States of America. Lord, it is uh, by far, We Lord, we thought that 2016 was the most significant ever, and at 2016 it was. Allow Lord, at 2020 it's even more so. It is. Uh, it is such vital importance, uh, dependent upon how the free world will go. So Lord, we just say, bring your protection. Lord, we pray for the intelligence uh, intelligence community, the security community, to just have incredible watch watchful eyes. Lord, we pray that light and truth would be sent out. Lord, at Psalm 43, send out your light and your truth and let it expose every element and plan for evil. Mm-hmm. Lord, may it be exposed. May it come under the light and scrutiny of the Lord Jesus. Lord, often I've seen uh, in my mind's eye what happens when you lift up a, a big rock outside. All the little creatures, are crazy. it's like scrambling. Because they can't handle the light. They can't handle the light. And Lord, we just pray that the light would shine and chaos would be the result in the camp of the enemy. You, you time and time again confuse the enemy when God's people were involved in a potential war. So Lord, we ask that you do that again. Bring uh, confusion, uh, miswiring, and Lord, an exposure, we pray, to the source, and to the, where's the money coming from? Where's the real big planning strategy happening? And we pray that light and truth would prevail to break the darkness, to penetrate the source of where these things are beginning, and that genuine action could take place so that truth and law and order could prevail once again. Thank you, Lord. You're a big God and you're an answering God. We bless your name. Amen.
4: Father, it's, uh, the election is a few months off, but God, I'm asking you early to please put the person in office that you choose. And I thank you for that already. I thank you. I believe you will, Father. Thank you in Jesus' name.
1: Well, it's 11 o'clock. I want to thank you all for tuning in today, being a part of this. I want to bless you all in the name of Jesus. Pray that you have a peaceful weekend. Shabbat shalom to you. May you, sense the Lord's presence, know his delight in you, his love for you. Continue to pray, not only for our nation, but for other nations that are struggling, going through some real hard times right now we're falling into exactly what Jesus predicted when he said that uh, the end of times things are going to be like birth pangs of a woman where they're going to come faster and harder so we'll see more pestilence we'll see more plagues we will see more terrible weather patterns we'll see more violence and wars and rumors of wars and so what do we do? We look up because our redemption draws nigh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is coming back. He's going to right every wrong. He's going to throw off all oppression. He's going to bring justice. And our, our responsibility is to stay faithful, to stay prayerful, to walk in love, to minister life everywhere we can. So um, we're going to endure to the end amen praise amen. God. go out with
4: joy and be led forth with speed. the mountains and the hills will break for you of joy and all the trees of the field. We'll clap, will clap their hands. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. And the trees of the field will clap their hands. And the trees of the field will clap their hands as the the we go out with joy. Amen. Amen.
1: I bless you all.